Welcome to Don't Call Me a Guru. I'm Tyler Butler. And I'm Linda Huang. Linda, last month we were at iMedia Conference. How was iMedia Conference? It was a lot of fun. I, I always look forward to it every year. Super fun. <laughs> and one thing I'm really excited about is you and I got to sit down with Jennifer Hollett, head of news for Twitter Canada, and ask her a couple questions after her keynote address at iMedia. So coming right up, we're going to share with you uh, that interview and uh, sit back and buckle up. <laughs> Something that a lot of people are talking about in Twitter is, is the abuse, uh, harassment, um, and trolls, uh, and how the company is, is dealing with that. So just wondering if you can uh, tell us, you know, what, what are some of the steps that, that uh, Twitter Canada is taking and um, why is that uh, now, now a priority? User safety is our number one priority as a company for 2017. It's always been a priority, but last year was more of a priority for the policy team and for the team that was working uh, on safety. But now in terms of how we're developing the product, that is that team's top priority. It's the company's top priority because uh, it touches everything we, we do. We know there's a lot of work to be done and ultimately will only be successful when it feels right, when it feels different. So we recently rolled out a bunch of new safety features which reflects our, our sense of urgency on this issue. So I'll highlight some of the new features. So there's the ability to mute egg accounts or accounts that haven't confirmed their phone number or email address. Now, obviously there can be some well-meaning egg accounts, maybe who will create an account and they just wanna listen to conversations or follow news accounts on on Twitter but we do know accounts without a photo or name that aren't confirming their personal details are more likely to be abusive accounts and on that note we're also using algorithm algorithms to predict which accounts could be abusive uh, or likely to harass and troll and using features like a penalty box or also identifying accounts that were suspended or tweets have been deleted because they've been reported and are violations of our terms of service and uh, detecting which ones are likely to be repeat offenders. We've also opened up our communications around reporting abuse and harassment on Twitter. So in the past, you could report a tweet or you could file a ticket. You're not really sure what happened. You have to go back to see, is the tweet still up? Yes or no? Does the account still exist? We're now we're opening that up and taking you through the process. There's still more work to be done, and we're also still rolling out the features across markets and in different languages. More to come, but I will say, as someone who lives and loves and works at Twitter, this is really important to me. I say this as a feminist, and I say this as someone who believes in Twitter as the ability to connect people who have different points of view. But for that to be productive, uh, we can't be spending our, 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 our time flagging abuse and harassment and uh, we acknowledge this problem and uh, we're going to address it and get on top of it. I think that's so so great. It's so great to hear you kind of acknowledge that it's an issue um, and uh, it sounds like you're taking really great steps towards uh, towards mitigating it. I think one of the things you talked about that was really interesting is uh, the idea of kind of transforming your hashtag and brand promotion into what you call a movement or um, kind of creating something that's bigger, makes people feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. Uh, I'm wondering, do you have kind of one piece of advice for us digital strategists uh, for how you can take what might be kind of a standard brand promotion hashtag and turning it into a movement? 
As head of news in government, I spend a lot of time tracking tweets and, and hashtags and moments that, that make news, that, that change a political campaign or, or a political game. And I think too often, and we're talking about this a lot at iMedia17, a lot of, of brands, uh, a lot of accounts don't have a proper social media strategy, let alone a Twitter strategy. They're on Twitter and they think that's enough and they just like kind of do a quick tweet because they feel they need to do a tweet. But you have to stop and like anything else, build out a campaign. What's the mission? What are the goals? What are the strategies? What are the tactics? You gotta build that out and you need to do so for every social media platform. A big part of that is thinking about hashtags and to quote Yusra Kigali of Black Lives Matter, I was at a panel she was on and she said, I don't follow people, I follow hashtags. That's how a lot of people engage on Twitter. Sure, they have celebrities and, and journalists and friends and other influencers that they follow, but they're also following hashtags around conversations. Hashtags also frame the way we see an issue and it's also an opportunity to build something larger, something that drives people to action or change. So I think you have to ask those questions. What hashtags am I currently using or not using? Why? Is there an opportunity to introduce a counter narrative or reframe the issue? Uh, you know, am I or my organization or my brand uh, are we attached to something larger? Do we want to? How can we use a hashtag to invite people to be part of something bigger than a tweet? And it's taking that time to think it through, but too often people are just like, oh, I need to be on Twitter, I need to tweet something, Ugh, hashtag whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can feel when a hashtag is a, as, as a whatever versus when it's something in the moment speaking to what's at play. And that's my favorite part of, of Twitter, it is what's happening. And it's always unfolding, so you never know what that's going to be. Um, I thought it was really interesting. You listed the top 10 uh, hashtags used in Canada in 2016. And from that list, there was very few that actually, there were, a lot were driven by brands, um, but very few of them had that brand associated in the hashtags. Do so you think that is sort of, um, I guess, a factor in, in trying to, to create a hashtag that, that goes beyond um, what you're hoping it does? I think creativity is rewarded on Twitter and two of the hashtags you just referenced, one was hashtag our moment connected to the Blue Jays and then hashtag we the North connected to the Toronto Raptors. And sure they could have like hashtag go Jays go or hashtag Toronto Raptors. It's not very creative and it doesn't invite people in. Whereas to use words like are or we that play to the us that speak to the community and at the heart of social media is a conversation and a community and many communities, right? It is, it is people. And I think a hashtag like Our Moment or We the North celebrates the people, the social aspect of these spaces. So it's a larger invitation and offering when it's not just the obvious name of the team or name of the company. And that's like any advertising campaign or uh, I was speaking a lot about activists and, and political and social movements. Uh, creativity is also rewarded there. You, you need to capture people's imagination if, if you want them to carve out time to follow your small business 
or your big brand or whatever it is you're trying to get people to do. And I think people do want to be part of something larger than, than themselves. That's why we step onto social media in the first place. I think you need to think back to why you're even considering going on social media in the first place, and it's likely to be part of a larger conversation. So what is that mission, whether it's of a company or a nonprofit, or even as an individual, like what are you, what are you trying to do? What is your point of view? What is your message to the world? And then build, build that, that out. I mean, some people are on social media and Twitter just to have fun. And I think that's a great mission. Like I want to go in and I want to have fun, or this is how I want to follow the news. Uh, but you know, this idea that like any social me media platform is, is dead, it's driven by people. And I think Twitter is more relevant than ever before. And we saw that with the election of Donald Trump and also in the recent Quebec Mall shooting and how people are following that story. And right now, as we're talking, there's something that is trending and breaking first on Twitter. So Twitter is very much what's happening in the now. And it's where news breaks. It's where people are discussing politics, but as well as sports and, and entertainment in its lifetime. It's discovery outside of our personal lives. Whereas other platforms like Facebook is discovery in your personal lives. I like describing Twitter as the big city, right? So my Facebook account, that's like my small town. That's where I bump into people from high school and my family and friends. It's very close and very intimate. But Twitter is where I get dressed up, I go to a party and I hope to meet some exciting people. And that's very much alive. So I really enjoyed talking to Jennifer and I thought she had some really great um, perspective about hashtags in particular. When I heard she was talking about hashtags for the keynote, I thought, oh, you know, isn't that just something that we all sort of know and take for granted now? But she, you know, like we just heard, kind of really went into in depth about um, using it for something bigger. So a pretty great episode six chat. Hey, Tyler. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around. We'll be back really soon with an episode about Snapchat stories, Instagram stories, Facebook stories. Twitter stories. Stories, stories everywhere. <laughs> so many stories. We're going to be here talking about it. So uh, keep that podcast app dialed in. <laughs> we'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>